Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. She is the hilarious, the talented Dulce Sloan. Hello, friend. I feel like you were flirting with me, and I accept it. Um, <laughs> even though in these troubling times, I don't know if I should accept affections from a white man. But, yeah. you know, tomato, <laughs> fair, tomato. Fair. You know, you yeah. got to work in the community. Um, hello, everyone. Yeah. How is I... everyone doing? Oh, you know. Um, you know. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I'm it's doing bad. bad. I think this is the the time that we're allowed to say when someone's like, "Hey, how's it going?" You're allowed to be like, "Bad," and not be, uh, you know, one of the yeah. neurotic considered neurotic. Yeah, this is the time where black people have got their very worried white friends just being like, "Are are you good? I don't. Are yep. you? Are you <laughs> right. good? I'm, yeah." It's, Miles, I don't I'm, know who your people are. People hit you I'm up black and Japanese. You? I'm black there and Japanese. And you know okay, I'm getting so those texts. At- and the what the funny thing is, I scroll up, the last fucking thing they text me, they were asking me for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it but that's what it's like. That's the thing. Right. And that's the thing I want people to like, that's the thing. I'm like, I, I understand. Thank you. Like, if that helps you feel better about your privilege to check on me and that feels like a way to, you know, handle that fine. But my God, man! I, black people have had plenty of time to to carve up and analyze what's been going on. The the murder of David McAtee, that man who owns the barbecue shop in Louisville, particularly, yeah. is heartbreaking. My grandfather, who you know, his family moved from the South to Chicago. He came from mm-hmm. Chicago out to L.A. looking for work because of the war effort. A tax-paying right. black man who served his country, entrepreneur. Who had to do everything mm-hmm. on his own? He owned. He. Yeah. My grandfather used to own a barbecue restaurant, Slauson and Overhill in L.A. And and then and the, and people knew in the neighborhood. My, he was good with people because he he saw him making barbecue as a way to to feed his community. It wasn't it wasn't for profit. Those those yeah. margins are razor thin. That's not to to go ball out. He did it because that's yeah. a way that. That's an expression of our love for each other too. Is through us providing for each other and cooking for each other and. I know during the riots, he in, in 92, he was worried about his place, but things were okay, thank God. But I just think about this other man, a grandfather, a black man in the street, who police seem to know his restaurant too, is just murdered. I, I, you know? Yeah. I don't and know what I don't know. It was like, because I was like, why are you shooting? Because the story I got was somebody was shooting at the police they shot back and he wasn't it was an innocent bystander situation mm-hmm. mm. so it wasn't him like he wasn't because he wasn't protesting it was like yeah he wasn't protesting it was an innocent bystander situation and I'm always like straight bullets always seem to catch good people mm-hmm. they never seem to catch the awful dude yeah, they're like, like they whoa, yeah. you know, Hitler got hit by a stray bullet? Right. But <laughs> right. then, but I guess if you are the awful dude, the bullet's not stray. Like, I don't understand right. what happens. Like, if you're shooting at the cops and you get shot, you're just like, all right, you earned that the right way. But if you're, you know, just a right, like, the, 
Straight Bullet has always been a weird, a weird kind of thing where it's just like, oh, you're never going to catch a dude who was a, who was, you know, a horrible person. You know, it was, you know, kicking puppies and hurting kids and all this other stuff like that, like straight bullets go around him. And like, I don't know if the evil protects you. Like, I don't know (laughs) what the philosophy of the straight bullet is, but I can be thankful that my white friends who have hit me up to ask if I'm all right. It's not the, are you all right? Well, what can I do? It's not those two. Mm -hmm. Because some people either get the, it's kind of like as a comic when you book something. (laughs) Like when I booked, like when I got Daily Show, there was two types, there's there's three types of people that hit you up. Oh, shit. (laughs) There's the, oh my God, congratulations, and that's the end of the sentence. And then there's, Mm. um, oh, congratulations, how did you book that? How'd you book that? (laughs) (laughs) And then there's just the people that are just like, oh, hey, well, how'd you book this? Okay, cool. You just said congratulations, we're friends. Congratulations on how you booked this. We're friends, but you're an ass. If it's just how did you book this, I'm going to block you on social media. Right. Mm. Like, And so it's the same thing. It's how are you? Done. How are you? What can I do? Done. What can I do? First of all, quit asking us. Yeah. Right. Because we've been peacefully protesting, but then it's because I'm very much over the... Well, if they would have done it this, oh, listen, no. No. Right. listen, there is plenty of footage. We've all seen eyes on the prize. We all went to high school. We all found out what happened. I'm really to the point where I'm just like, I'm going to need white people to stop talking about Martin Luther King. Yes. Because what right. you're doing is using Martin Luther King to silence us. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing on the, he wouldn't want the rights. He wouldn't want the rights. And then it's like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Fine. And then you send them the clip of Martin Luther King doing a speech saying that riots are the language of the unheard. So now you don't have a rebuttal because right. it was, well, Martin Luther, and I was like, no, 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 no. Let's not guess what we, he would have thought. Mm-hmm. It's Let right there. me show you an actual clip of what the man said. Because I don't right. know if you saw on Twitter where people were white explaining to Bernice King. Oh my God. Yeah. About what her father would have done. And she was like, <laughs> my father peacefully protested and y'all assassinated him. Mm-hmm. So you've already told us what happens when we peacefully protest. We did sit-ins at lunch counters and we were attacked. We peacefully protested across the bridge. That was a massacre. We had a whole town set up in Tulsa, Oklahoma because you wouldn't leave us alone. Toward You burned the city down. May 31st to June 1st. That was 99 years ago. So all of the times where we have been, we've done, we've gone by your rules. Fine. You don't want us to live near you? We'll make our own town. Oh, these Negroes are successful? Burn it down. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want us to peacefully protest? We did all of this. Let's attack them with dogs and fire hoses. So we are trying to follow the rule. Every it's you're given, you're not, you're giving us the guidelines of what we have to do for you. Acknowledge us as human beings and, den- and acknowledge our rights. And it's yeah. still we didn't well, do That's the thing, because I think, right, they're trying to say, well, these are the rules to getting what you want. But see, we played by the rules, and we're not getting what. Well, it's not even what we want. It's what we're owed. It's what we, what we are, what we, what we deserve as human beings. But when the people who make the, the people who make the rules will always be able to change the yeah. rules. Then fuck the game. Then we'll play a different one. So yeah. my thing is now, stop asking us. You want to know what you can do for me as a black person to change things? 
Call your dad. Call your dad, call your uncle, call your auntie, call mm-hmm. all of those people that are the reason that you don't go home for Thanksgiving. Because all of those people are the ones saying all lives matter and you're more care more about a target on fire than a man with a uh than a policeman's knee on his neck. Stop asking us. We didn't start this problem. Because mm-hmm. how can an abuser look at the victim and turn to the victim and say, tell me how to stop abusing you? How yeah. does that make sense? Black people have spent our whole lives, we've been taught generation after generation after generation how to navigate through white folks to survive. And this is the time for white people to, ne- to teach white people how to navigate through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We played by the rules and you keep changing them. Right. So I'm going to, then the rule maker need to talk to the rule maker. Because obviously you're not listening to us because you can watch all these videos and not care. Well, what did he do wrong? He existed. There was anything he couldn't have done right. So I'm not playing this game no more. Because yeah. the only reason buses got desegregated is because the Montgomery bus system was about to go bankrupt. They didn't change their minds about us. They didn't money. make us people. It was 18 months and it was running out of money. Some man needed to send his child to college. It was either either he can't go to school or these Negroes get to say whatever they want on this bus. Wasn't about us. Mm-hmm. All these changes haven't been about us. You messed their money up. My mama told me as a kid, you want to change stuff? Mess up D-white man money and stuff will change. It's not about us. It's not about acknowledging the humanity in us. That's not necess- that's that's not that's not the point. You burnt hot target target don't stand to care. Why you care? Randy, what's <laughs> something you think is underrated? Uh Black man, men in black. I'm going to make that my answer <laughs> from <Yeah>. earlier. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my myth is uh, that Antifa has a leader. <laughs> <laughs> There was a great tweet. There are so many people were, I, I, I saw a couple of versions of the construction. People were like, I am the president of Antifa. And then other people did the great pivot of like, now hopefully, like, yes, now the CIA, please yeah. give me anti-tank missiles and cash. Right. Yeah. Did you see that, that there was like a, a screenshotted tweet going around yesterday from uh, an account called Antifa underscore US that was like, yep. Tonight's the night, <laughs> comrades with a capital C. Tonight's the night, comrades. <laughs> tonight's the night, comrades. Tonight we, say, <laughs> tonight we say, quote, fuck the city, and we move into the residential areas. Fucking The white cop- hoods, and we take what's ours. Cop Hash- bots yeah. are out of fucking control. Yeah. They're like... Yeah. Yeah, cop bots are it's it's like the joke account that have been circulating for years and years. Like it's so fucking out of touch and yeah. right. Oh, they're ridiculous. Uh, there were several people in my time when that had to be like, "Yo, do you not get that this is fake? If you don't get this is fake, you're the stupidest person." Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's like yeah. being like, "Uh, hey Twitter, we're going to bomb Pearl Harbor tomorrow." I think <laughs> like that's right. not Yeah. Oh, and the uh, I mean it's all like People were very easily yeah. able to prove, like, yeah. so the the ruse was, uh, oh, and they had their account deleted. That's why you can't yeah. find it on Twitter mm-hmm. because this is a threatening post. Uh, and somebody went and looked in the Wayback Machine, and that mm-hmm. account was created, uh, I think June first. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, but it like. 
the the disinformation the the way that this is going to be uh politicized is is real and something that's going to be constantly in need of fighting back against yeah as um, as well yeah. as like jammers being like there's all of a sudden like blackouts of coverage where there's protests there's like journalists uh feeds being taken down and suddenly jamming around in areas where no one else is having issues like it's just mm-hmm. I mean, they're shooting journalists with tear gas and protesters and, yeah, with journalists. rubber bullets. They're they're yeah. permanently disabling people. Yeah, permanently yeah. disabling people for protesting. This mm-hmm. is, yeah. I mean, what else? Yeah. For certain people, we knew this was going on. We knew like how bad it is. Um, yeah. and then like when it all happens at once, mm-hmm. and you look at just what the response is. The response from protests about police brutality and white supremacy being like the overarching ethos of how we police in this country, Mm -hmm. a a protest to bring people's awareness to that was answered with just basically like, oh, you want arrests? Oh, I got them right here for you. 4,400 of you. Yeah. Because you want, what, one, two, no one's been uh, arrested in Breonna Taylor's uh, murder. Mm -mm. Uh, And we're still waiting for the other three officers. Uh, um, uh, Amongst countless many previous to this yeah uh, yeah thousands of protesters have been arrested and three cops haven't been i mean yeah 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 got one in custody and (laughs) for third degree murder too which is fucking ridiculous yeah i mean this is the thing you know like white supremacy is a virus right and like Mm -hmm. like any virus it's a living organism that we've seen over the last week what living organisms do when they are mm-hmm. they are pushed to fight back for their survival. Yeah. You see yeah. what happens, what human beings do, right? And that happens with virus. Like it has to protect itself. It knows that there are stakes. White supremacy is a virus in that sense. And it just like I'm saying, uh, like anything, you bring if you bring awareness to it, if you bring awareness to white supremacy, that's how that's how that shit dies. Because objectively, mm-hmm. you can't put that shit out in the open. You can't watch a guy get his neck knelt on and die and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's that's okay." Because yeah. there, the, luckily, there's polling that was something like, you know, luckily only ten percent of this country is completely out of their minds and was like, whatever happened there was like the police did the right thing. But like, yeah. well over eighty five percent of the people were like, "This is not enough." Like, what the fuck was that? This is yeah, absurd. For sure. So but it was, again, we have that awareness and it 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 makes white supremacy vulnerable, but it strikes back and it strikes back in the mm-hmm. form of how our media is covering it. And mm-hmm. it strikes back in the form of how our police are treating the people who are bringing awareness to this virus. And mm-hmm. that's how these expressions of self, self-sustaining, you know, uh, survival mechanisms kick in and they mm-hmm. kick in in these other ways. But we're like, oh, yeah, it's they're looting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Who's are there? Are there outside agitators? What's going on? Hmm. Because when yeah. you're talking about that, you're not talking about white supremacy. Mm-hmm. When you're talking mm-hmm. about Cap and Eric Reed, who are not in the league anymore, you're not talking about white supremacy. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of these things offer us: are distractions from this larger discussion and how how these manifestations of white supremacy are all around us. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The degree to which the police were openly antagonistic towards protests yeah. uh, against white supremacy was uh, because of my privilege, I think, mm-hmm. you know, was even a surprise to me uh, coming into this. I was, I, I, 
you know, it was just like I couldn't I couldn't stop watching the videos of them. Yeah. And the media harming people without any provocation. And the media coverage of I mean, from my understanding, the trajectory of almost any major protest was very similar in that mm-hmm. it starts peaceful, the cops show up mm-hmm. and antag- start antagonizing people and then yeah. and then they continue to antagonize people and blame the protesters. Mm-hmm. And what I have not seen reflected in really any major media is that narrative at all, even though if you trace any citizen who attends mm-hmm. these protests in every single city, the story is this the is same. There's a long afternoon of peaceful protesting and then the cops show up and start antagonizing people. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, it's, I mean, again, it's like, I feel naive for being shocked at it, but it's just it, that, that reflection is nowhere. Yeah. Well, it just goes to show uh, how much the uh, police unions have like bought bought our politicians in so many ways too. <laughs> the fucking strongest <laughs> union in the country. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what I mean? Whoa, that's mm-hmm. weird. Every yeah. other union, it's like let's fucking eviscerate it, mm-hmm. and then hey, the police. What do you need? What do you need? Some yeah, tanks? Whatever. What do you need? Fucking hundred fifty ton whatever these things are with hoses hosing people down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's even in Santa Monica, right? Mm-hmm. Peaceful protest yeah. in Santa Monica. Blocks away, mm-hmm. there were there were looters, yeah, but the police one hundred percent were focused on the peaceful mm-hmm. protest because I think on a certain mm-hmm. level yeah. you need all that other chaos to basically say this is why we need more tanks, man. This is why we need bigger yeah. budgets, man. You see what happens, like yeah, you know, we kill we kill an unarmed person, and uh, next thing you know, people want to do all this. that's why we need that's why we need all this stuff. It really did seem like I mean mm-hmm. that seemed to be in addition to the media just being fully focused on on the looting uh, and not the peaceful protests. The mm-hmm. the police were the opposite, and it was it was very very. Uh, kind of eerie to watch, you know, no, there were no police, like as the looting was happening, the police were not coming. They were not paying mm-hmm. attention. They weren't trying to, I, I think you're right. There's, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, people letting things happen or mm-hmm. causing things to happen so they can escalate their argument and blame the other side. Yeah. And okay. everybody who I spoke to who was, protesting had the same reaction that it was the yeah. a peaceful protest and the police uh showed up and, and started and numerous things can and numerous things can be true at the same time there mm-hmm. can be people that are so mad they're burning shit down there yeah. can also mm-hmm. be people that see an opportunity to blend in with a crowd so they can just fuck shit up for xyz mm-hmm. reason and then yeah. whatever mm-hmm. there are also people who I saw pushing black people in the back into pol- into police to mm-hmm. try and create pro- like to provoke the police using yeah. black bodies. That can yeah. also be true. There can also be white supremacists infiltrating this to try and instigate things. There can also be bad faith actors who are doing all kinds of other weird uh, mm-hmm. re- coordinated graffiti and van. There are so yeah. many things that can be true. However, mm-hmm. the the biggest the biggest thing that still needs to take front and center stage is white white supremacy and over policing. Because we got those two examples. If you weren't on board for white supremacy, maybe if you were a white person and you saw that yeah. old fucking man get shoved over in Salt Lake City by a riot yeah. cop, what the fuck for? Yeah, that was like yeah. I was like, whoa! I didn't think they did that to old white people. <laughs> that was kind of a trip for me to see. Because yeah. it was one thing when they're ramming a, pol- a squad car through a group of, uh, of people who are just trying to peacefully block the road. 
But it's another when you just see some dude who's aggro for no reason shoving an old man down. It's like, exactly, because look at the kinds of people that we are employing in these positions and Mm -hmm. what these institutions are used for. They're institutions used to uphold our capitalist, white supremacist system of governance. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. They are here to protect private property. That's all they are there for. And that Mm -hmm. also means private property means Oh, sorry. We're someone. Someone uh, sold your building you live in. We're gonna up the rent. Can't afford it. You're evicted. Gonna gentrify it now because Caruso wants to turn it into Grove 3.0. Mm-hmm. That's right. what they're. Yeah. That's that's another version of this. And these <laughs> these whole things, man, are about disrupting these systems of oppression. And again, they're living organisms, so they strike back. We want justice for Tony McDade and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Eric Garner and Trayvon Martin. And you know what? You could start reading a list that you thought it was fucking Arya's list times 7 billion, okay? And we can go down this list and there's still not been justice because Mm -hmm. we have not disrupted this white supremacist form of policing and governance. The, The whole thing is... Like, look at all these systems that are so well-funded. The military-industrial comp- complex, the prison-industrial complex, the, our militarized police forces, they get the best funding because they do the best job of keeping people oppressed and keeping people from actually getting in touch with their power and improving their lives. You know who doesn't get money? Education, health services, community support services. Those are non-discriminatory support systems that help people get out of spirals of poverty and what have you, violence or anything. But there's a reason why, because that threatens to upend, it, it threatens to disrupt these forms, these systems of oppression. So when you see people go out there and go, we're so fucking pissed at this, this is an up, this is, an, this is a rebellion. This is an uprising pushing back against what you define as legal because all we see is injustice. And you may use these terms legal and law and code, whatever section, fuck you. But what we see are people being murdered and there are no consequences. And so if, but if the police have to answer that, that means they have to say, well, then do we need to dismantle these, this police department? Do we need to do a review of all these officers and make sure we don't? Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And that's too disruptive because right now there's there's already a steady flow of money going in our like LA's budget damn near 3 billion dollars are going to the police while they're there's nothing for percent. our unhoused people that's why because today. <laughs> invest <laughs> yeah. in the thing that is it's all a down payment on the the fight against poor people that's all mm-hmm. these things are down payment on really? prisons is if it's a down we have well we have to put these people somewhere when they start fucking trying to be like give us our fair share It's really frustrating. I mean, it's on a city level. I mean, it's so many cities have been completely fucking fumbling, handling uh, these protests. Like I have have yet to see a city that has done it remotely well. And it's not. I I feel like the tone of the media coverage is that the cities are so overwhelmed and surprised that they don't know how to handle it. But that's just absolutely not true. They're they have demonstrated with their money and their influence that they are with the cops and that they're the fact that they are acting in favor of the cops isn't a mistake and it's not out of fear. It's an intentional it's it's what's been going on and on and on. And mm-hmm. I don't know. The, I mean 
We've all been calling our city councilors, but it's it's not that they are like, I'm not sure which way to go. They know which way they're going to go. Yeah, you're not sure. what. Didn't you see them like in other cities just shooting at fellow members of the media? The yeah. National Guard has part? been given permission to kill, to use lethal force. Like mm-hmm. they know which way they're going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, I mean, mean, if you... De Blasio's daughter got <laughs> picked doxed. up. Doxed. Yeah, docs. He's just like, oh, please, so sorry, cops. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah. I mean, multiple people pointed out, like, when you look at the what what it looks like when uh, you know, in quotes, the something happens and the police aren't ready for it versus something happens and the doctors aren't ready for it. The police show up and in tanks and looking like it's, you know, World War III uh, Mm -hmm. from, like, the future. And when the pandemic happens and the healthcare industry isn't ready for it, the doctors show up and have to reuse their paper masks over and over again. Um, Use some of these cities. uh, I saw the fucking mech suits from Pacific Rim pull up with a blue red light. (laughs) Yeah, that shit was crazy. And then meanwhile, our medical workers and people Mm -hmm. who are essential care workers, people who work in meat processing facilities look like they're cosplaying as people in PPE. Not even Mm -hmm. the real thing. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. And we're back. Really briefly, I want to talk about a guy, David Grossman, who I was on a Bastards episode that dropped yesterday that I recommend people check out for more texture on this. But basically, I, you know, this fully informed every thought I had about this uprising and the police response over the weekend, just watching the police throwing people to the ground, driving their cars into crowds of protesters, firing rubber bullets. Like, I, as if, you know, they are at war with everyone around them. So David Grossman is a fake expert in a field he made up called Killology. Uh, and it's are basically you a course. Yeah, I swear to God, he named it Killology. And it's a course for police with a primary focus on training the aversion to murder out of them. Um, and he hypes up the idea that like police are more in danger now than they ever have been, which is the opposite of the truth. He claims that his whole like mode of uh, his whole mission is based on this idea from the U.S. military, which like the thesis of Full Metal Jacket is that the U.S. military trains the humanity out of uh, people mm-hmm. or started training the humanity out of people ahead of. Vietnam, and that's why that was like a heart of darkness uh, situation. And he looked at that and was like, "Yeah, let's do that with with cops." Essentially, there was this anecdote that is dubious that World War II soldiers didn't fire like they fired at each other ten percent of the time because they had a natural aversion to murder. And then prior to the Vietnam War, the Marines like started creating killing machines, and they started actually killing the the enemy uh, more frequently and yeah he even if it's not a true anecdote he looks at that and uses that as an example of like what we need to change about the police force nope so he goes around he tells these cops about like shows them a traffic stop where a cop gets shot and is like heard dying horribly on Jesus. on the thing and then he's like this person should have 
shot the motorist before they had a chance to be shot. Like they gave him too many chances. You might have heard this guy's name or about his course because the cop who shot Philando Castile, who you can see in the video, his like, you know, pink flushed face on camera having the like, what the fuck did I just do moment? Like screaming, I told you not to move. He was a recent graduate of Grossman's program, and this program has been used in the Minneapolis area. Like, it's not just about this dude. This is a minor, like a small pinhole into like an entire like cancer that is devouring our country. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's just devastating. <sighs> I don't yeah. I don't know. Killology. It's it's what it. It's horrifying. We have to completely rethink so. We've yeah. been having to rethink so many things, and you know, my heart really goes out to activists who have been screaming all of these things at the top of their lungs for decades, and now seems like maybe a moment where we might be able to take a look at it but like i said we're what we're dealing with right now is one of the biggest problems in american society I, I, and the solution is not going to be quick by any straight or easy it's gonna take like we're rolling our sleeves up i think that's why when this episode started i'm like let's just fucking go yeah because yeah. i think we the, the real work really really has to start here and if we're not Thinking of how our police uh, forces work, they—they're you know the serve and protect motto. Again, I think everybody has had some form of the joke of being like, you know, like they work for us. But how many how many bosses can you kill? Can you kill your boss? Can you shoot your boss? You beat your boss? Throw racial slurs at your boss? Harass your boss? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because that relationship has completely been inverted, and it's not. You are here to. You are here to just ensure my safety from from people who are doing something illegal, uh, not for you to like enforce some other you know code of laws that you've created to generate tax revenue from being poor. Something we've touched on a couple times is I w- was maybe one of the most striking things about people's reaction to the uprising over the weekend was how hard people ride for private property in America. The the w- degree to which people are like that that's what they're worried about. There's there's police, you know, firing tear gas at people who are protesting peacefully over here and they're moving their camera over to show somebody like taking a pair of sneakers out of a store like that's that's Mm -hmm. i i think it speaks to just how the foundation of consumerism under that kind of runs through america like they the idea of that disintegrating if burning the grove to the fucking ground is going to save one life like what the fuck are we waiting for? Like what, it, you know, yeah. like just by, by getting attention to well, like drawn the, the, to white supremacy, the police guarding empty stores, buildings like more carefully than they're guarding the lives of 
you know, anybody, an, anyone, anybody, but, anyone. <laughs> but it's They're all there. a metaphor, right? Of how capitalism <laughs> works. Those yeah, stores are filled bad, with right? our labor, with the wealth we created. Mm-hmm. So they have to put their attack dogs in front of it when people try and reclaim it in this parallel example. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and even just <laughs> the, the, the absolute, um, like when you just think of how all of this, you know, consumer relationships you have, you know, with private property, right? That's like the, like the white person's originary, like, first toy they ever got right yeah. whether that's taking the the private property of indigenous people or the artifacts from cultures they've conquered mm-hmm. that's the that's like the first relationship that gets you on the high of white supremacy is i can take shit and that becomes mine now and you try <laughs> try and fucking come get it try mm-hmm. and fucking come get it that's Damn. that's like the that's that same mentality being echoed back now, and it's mm-hmm. really it's really bizarre to look at when you think of all that shit, like manifest destiny and all that. Of like, well, uh, I spoke to the manager of of Earth God, and they said it was our destiny to fucking kick y'all the fuck out, and us taking this shit and do whatever whatever the fuck we want to. Um, and it's when we see those things played out just with these relationships, I'm like, I'm not confused or I'm not surprised. But it's also just so when the irony is just sort of fed back and like you're looking at it visually, like yeah, that, it's like oh my, like God. Stephanie Pratt, Stephanie Pratt. Like I, I don't normally look to Stephanie Pratt from the hills for you know my awareness of yeah for my cues on like social situations. But uh, this just the irony and the so she tweeted uh shoot the looters using this tragedy as their excuse to rob and burn all of our towns down um and she also tweeted something else about like won't won't you please think about neiman marcus type thing well, it's like uh, fuck her sh- but it's like also what does she mean when she says our we know exactly what right. she means yeah oh of course she yeah. uh she was caught shoplifting thirteen hundred dollars worth of clothes from a department store like 14 years ago, but she thinks people should be punished with death for. Okay, get in uh, line because I think you were looting before them. So if, yeah. if we're going right. to do this in yeah. order, uh, yeah, you're first. You're, you're, you're fir- you first, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, never um, mind. I didn't mean like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a similar story with the with whatever was going on with Jake Paul over the weekend where he was found like live streaming looting a mall in Arizona. It, it just like, it's mm-hmm. just so. F- fucking counterproductive and expected with who this person is that it just makes your head spin. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised because you will always see the appropriation of black expressions of emotion happening by white people, you know, like, and in this Mm -hmm. unfortunate instance, this is anger. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you saw some kids running around who just took that to be like, let's just fucking do whatever the fuck we want. It wasn't Mm -hmm. nothing, anything to do with it. But again, and I don't even want to give air to all of that because all yeah. of this is about our white supremacist capitalist fo- system of oppression that is mm-hmm. expressing it in terms of trying to fire rounds at the media or mm-hmm. people who are like on their own property and just mm-hmm. get inside and then shooting people. There are people shooting. Un- yeah. Look at the they're they're not they're not here to protect us. They're there to get off on some weird inverted power fantasy they have from childhood. 
and they happen to be, uh, somehow be in the job that has been advertised to them for decades where this is the one place you can beat the shit out of vulnerable people. And like, mm-hmm. even the black cop won't even stop you. Yeah. Right. And uh, I feel bad for these other cops because I also saw videos of police officers who were emotional that they were there staring down fellow human beings who they knew were right in being upset with them mm-hmm. and them having to reconcile all that and process all that. But it's like anything. You well, know, again, like, it's like you can fucking quit. Like, yeah. And I get it. Yeah. It's like, but and I understand, though, because there's the same reason anyone gets into something. You go into it idealistically and you can think like, I'm gonna I, but I would it. never let that shit happen around me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll never let I oh, I got into politics. I'll never be on some bullshit like payroll or some fucking yeah. earth destroyer. Whoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you That's are. An, I mean, and then you got to have a gut check and then think, OK, can you actually change it or not? Because you also see what the examples are of the, the mm-hmm. police officers that do stand up for themselves. It doesn't end well. It certainly doesn't end with them having any kind of pension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was a woman police officer who stopped uh, one of her colleagues from beating up a suspect who Shoved was in handcuffs. Shoved a woman to the ground, right? And this was, this was like oh, a, a year ago, one, but she, she was fired oh, and that lost time. her pension uh, and brought up on charges of like tampering with evidence or some shit. Yeah. There's been a lot of really good podcast reporting, actually, on just cops who decide to try and do right and reform their... Uh, divisions and it's just all out war on them again it's just and this is but and this is also how we bring this into the light see we don't know this so most people just look at it as like look at that thing just fucking rotten on the inside out and unfortunately but sadly there are people who understand that it's bad and are trying to do right but we have to this is also time to bring all that shit out so who are those people Mm -hmm. trying to do right Please tell your story out loud because I think a lot of people now will back you. More mm-hmm. people, at least, the the momentum of public opinion would be on the side of someone who is trying to do away with dirty cops. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and a better understanding of what has been attempted and how was it defeated, and having a better understanding of exactly how these movements are internally crushed, and we never even find out. Like, what what are the methods mm-hmm. that have been tried? Why have they failed? What can we do differently? Yeah. I, I keep thinking about Christopher Dorner this whole, this whole weekend. I keep right. thinking back on him. Um, for those that don't know, he was a, a black cop that was, you know, called out racism in his department, got fired, and then he went on a cop's killing spree, and then he was burned to death in a cabin in Big Bear. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's about the system. It's not about the individuals, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and his manifesto massive. is like... It's why. Ta- <laughs> yeah. He tried to yeah. lay out as as much as everything as possible. These are the these are the incidents I reported. This is what mm-hmm. happened to me. This is the person who oversaw that hearing. Mm-hmm. This is they are now elevated to this position. This per- mm-hmm. uh it's yeah, because yeah. again, these cis they're they're living organisms. So mm-hmm. if you appear as something as as a threat to its existence, it is going to try and extinguish you because that's just how things work. So mm-hmm. if if whether that's a, an individual officer or the kind of coverage of what is happening in this country, the coverage is an antidote uh, or is a response of white supremacy to obscure what is like, you know, why aren't they talking to people? Because if they were, people would be like, oh, my God, this seems like a broad coalition of people from all kinds of walks of life who, on top mm-hmm. of supporting these uh, angry black people, Black people in this country are also upset about this and are here to support them and also feel that this is an injustice. But rather, it's like, uh, the, the 
the uh, the 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 smart and final is I think smoke is coming from the yes okay and they're running out with iris cherry cola I believe oh yeah. you hate to see it yeah. Yeah. that's not that's not what the news is but you yeah. but by doing that that's just so disingenuous it's just such a disingenuous move cynical move from the media but that's we shouldn't expect anything else because they all have to work together to feed us this version of reality that we mm -hmm. need to not start questioning and and asking bigger better things out of our leaders all right guys let's take a quick break and we'll come back and kind of break this down into smaller chunks And we're back. I'm just going to get into this other piece I was going to try and talk about. But when I look on like right wing Twitter and I look at a lot of comments of like uh, conservatives sort of defending like why they don't need to change right now, the common themes I keep seeing are I don't have to feel bad for these people because I didn't personally own slaves. I think that's one of the prevailing things I see. I also see oh, these people that. want to live like that and they just want to mooch off the system. Um, and then the other thing, then they... Uh, bolster that by saying, I know this because I seen it with my own eyes or I work with these people. And mm -hmm. these are fantastic arguments as to why you shouldn't examine your own behavior. Absolutely. Right. A great, a grade reasons to be like, man, I'm not going to do any kind of close self-examination after that. But I think the real burden for these people is to avoid having to realize that what they think is wrong and may have actually been wrong this whole time. All of these are self-preservation mechanisms because if you say, wait, I have to feel bad for these people even though I didn't own slaves? Wait, these people don't want to live like that and they don't want to mooch off the system? But that's what my dad told me. And my dad was a good guy, I think. I'm not racist normally, like, but that's what I was told. So if I'm, so then the mental path goes, so if I'm wrong about this race stuff, does that mean I'm evil? And then, because that's the logical thing. And then, boom, self-preservation has to kick in and says, of course I'm not evil. Fuck what these people are talking about. Because if what they say is true, that means I'm bad. And I'm not bad. You know? And that's not, and I think that's the thing that people need to begin reframing to others when they're trying to communicate. And saying, take, like, it's okay that you, I mean, it's not okay that you thought that. But the, if if we're going to do something, you have to realize that those thoughts don't serve you and they don't reflect reality. And in, fa in fact, they're holding you back and they're holding other people back. Yep. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And that's how, and that's just how our minds work. We always have to find a way to present, preserve our egos and make sure that we're like, you know, not doing a bad thing. But then if that sense of self is threatened, then we just start doubling down on that bad behavior because the other option is real real introspection. So I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to double down to the point that I will just kill my fellow human being who's innocent because I've doubled down on this thinking so much. Every time someone tells me it's not right, I'm going to double down on that now. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's actually everything I think is right. And it's a hard place to dig yourself out of, but we're not after people's guilt. So when people are like, well, I don't have to feel bad for these people. I'm not, look, <laughs> fucking, we, we've experienced what people feeling bad does it only leads to like lame diversity hires and sort of like small pittances into like these diversity funds or whatever like it's not the guilt it's it's about changing your heart and your mind that is what the real that's where the juice is in all this Preach. and that's again you want to be able to say good for you if you look back and go fuck bro yikes yep. i was thinking that shit yikes Woo! 
I'm glad I'm glad I can say yikes to that. Holy shit, I'm fucking I'm a new I'm like, whoa, I'm me 3.0, 4.0. Allow yourself to make a mistake. It's not that you're evil because you have to understand like all of this shit has been mainlined into our brains through the media and everything. It's amazing like if if you're, you know, uh reasonable enough to believe that like the depictions of, uh, you know, violence in film or something, or like how men are supposed to behave in film can contribute to fucking skewed ideas of masculinity, then you should damn well be able to hop on the train that white supremacy can also infiltrate your mind in very subtle ways too. Cause you might be like, Oh shit, I didn't think I looked at my body because of that, because of that movie or whatever, or this person or yeah. this poster, you don't think white supremacy is entering your mind in the same way. So take the time to just fucking deconstruct that shit. But just take the time. All you got to do is be aware. We're not after the guilt. We're after the awareness. So then you can fucking... White supremacy ends when people actually be like, White... oh, I know what it is and I don't like it. Not just like, I know it exists. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing it. I'm purple. Oh, oh, oh. Just awareness. See, everybody's too afraid of being wrong is yeah. the thing. I don't want to have to admit I was wrong. I don't want to have to admit that I have a leg up. I don't want to have to admit that there are people who don't get the same opportunities. So there's a little bit of an asterisk on some of my achievements. People don't want to say like my past was, but it's like how many people are ashamed at shitting in a diaper at one point in your life? Mm. We used to do that before you knew any better. <laughs> now yeah. you know better. Now you do better, hopefully. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's so mind boggling how people tie their whole sense of self into I was wrong at this one time and it's so much easier for them to just justify their actions, even like retroactively justify, which is hella embarrassing for them to like go ahead and make excuses for something when you could easily do what I said and apologize and move on from it. Right. I used to have a red Yankees fitted hat like Fred Durst, okay? (laughs) But I've come back, all right? And I'm I'm not afraid to admit that. In fact, I'm proud that I saw the light and drank the hot dog flavored water and ate the chocolate star ah! <laughs> but like <laughs> but that's but inspiring I, that's inspiring because no, you but could be is, up here right now in a puka shell necklace and you're not right. doing that you've moved and, on right exactly you look at that and be like whoa but i think the thing is people should have a soft touch because i see people screaming at each other about it and a lot of people i'm telling you you can open someone's mind a lot easier if you are so calm it's so off-putting yeah because they're used to being like you're wrong that just if you if you come at somebody aggressive they have to be defensive that's just how it is that's just how we work you know you have your fist cocked i'm gonna put my dukes up and we're scrapping but if you come up with your hands to your side you're like hey hey how you doing how you doing hey man so i want to talk to you about this stuff that's going on with this white supremacy thing like i just want i just want you know i'm just trying to be aware of it it's really interesting how i've realized how things have informed how that's happened to me um, and I just was, I'm just hoping that you can also do that. And they go, I don't want, I don't care. Those people are wrong. Just leave mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And come, come back again and just do it like that. Because eventually it's going to, it'll be so weird where they're like, damn, like they're always so calm talking to me like that. And I'm always out here screaming. It's like, why am I screaming? Mm-hmm. But again, that also takes self-awareness, but it, soft touch also works. Finally, Maggie, what's a myth? What's something people think is true, you know, to be false? That reality shows are bad, that they're bad entertainment. Mm. 
that's false. Yeah. Like they're so necessary. I watch so many more reality shows <laughs> now. I have a home girl that we will watch. We'll get on Zoom and watch reality shows together because hey. it's like I have to be able to watch someone make a bad decision in their life while, <laughs> while I'm at home ordering stuff and just letting it get left in front of my door. What are you watching right now? <laughs> oh, I'm watching. What's uh, sustaining you? Uh, Married at First Sight. Oh, yes. I'm into uh, 90 Day Fiance. Hey. I'm into. Um, I started up with Too Hot to Handle, but that show is not it's too lame. hot. It's, they, it's so lame. I'm like, none of y'all are that hot on this show anyway. It's too cold anyway. to watch. Yeah. Just, I mean, no. And yeah. like the whole premise of the show is dumb. It's like you can't not Married at First Sight is... It, it's it becomes like hit or miss sometimes but when those seasons are hitting i'm like why did anyone ever agree to this like 90 day fiance yeah. i understand that's why i like it i get a little international flavor travel flair so much culture clashing uh and other bullshit but like when you watch married at first sight and like you're like oh my god this dude is like gaslighting her like constantly and yeah. like they're not even like, no one's even actually describing that, even, like, the experts, when I'm like, this is not actually, okay, all right, married at first They, they all lot. need their licenses taken away from them. Someone <laughs> right. needs to yank Dr. Pepper's license. They need to take yeah. Pastor Calvin's church away from him. Pastor, that yeah. Is, it is such a bad idea, <laughs> but, like, I'll But the watch Australian it. one. Have you seen that one? No. So, I just saw, they just started putting the Aussie version of it up even funnier because i it's it could take me even less out of like sometimes i don't like the american versions of shows but ozzy married at first sight i haven't been disappointed in the first episode <laughs> we're, i feel we're like the ozzy version and the uk version of reality shows it's like somebody who's like dabbling in drugs and then goes like hard to the hard street drugs oh right right, right. <laughs> like, it just ain't hitting, man. <laughs> give it to me it's like wait you're mixing the pills with what <laughs> it's like those little the little anti-drug things we watched in the 90s where someone took one hit of weed and then like all of yeah. a sudden it's yeah. circly eyes yeah. cocaine yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly next thing you know you're watching Jordy Shore <laughs> um, have you seen Jordy Shore I, I love the statement that oh. uh, that reality TV is necessary that that is uh, culturally necessary. necessary it should just that. be it should just be called Watch these idiots TV. It's not reality because it's not. I don't. And I think, I mean, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who will watch it and be like, oh, cool, man. That place looks awesome. But I think really the the thing that people like we're all watching it for is just that satisfaction to know there is someone out there making way worse decisions than you are. And 100%. you can and you can then elevate yourself pettily because we are so small as we watch. We go and I will sit, stand upon their shoulders to feel mighty. <laughs> <laughs> also, like we might be in quarantine for like what one, two years. Like, yeah, yeah. no one is getting engaged in this one to two years, and society like crams it down a woman's throat that you got to be married by you know 30, 40, or whatever. Right. Watching these shows, I do not have any desire to go out and get married. Like, it right. looks <laughs> shitty. Like, it does not look fine. And like, anytime any like anyone who has marriage fever. Or is like, I got to do this. I got to make this happen. Go sit your ass in front of a married at first sight and see what happens to them. Go Google yeah. what they're up to now and see whether or not you want to hitch your wagon to somebody just because, you know, you're you 35. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, 
it's like, I just felt like, you know, so many dead end relationships. I was like, this is it, you know? And that's why I'm just like, I'm just embracing this like experiment. Like this, whenever you see those people start off that married at first sight thing, you're like, this is all bad. Cut to them crying like in a tropical resort. And they're like, yeah, yeah. He, he just said he's not attracted to me. And, like, and it's like yeah. crazy. And you're like, I don't know what you, okay, <laughs> all right. I'm going to just laugh because I need this right now. <laughs> I'm at home like, you so stupid, bitch. Yeah. And I'm eating. Screaming cheetah. at the TV. <laughs> I'm eating yeah. Funyuns for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're like spitting the crumbs onto the screen. As you <laughs> I'm so much smarter than you. You're Learn to see dumb. a red flag. Learn to see a red flag. <laughs> Just Funyun yeah. chunks of Funyun flying at your, your laptop. You're like, my return key doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so the Funyuns I got on the keyboard. All right. Well. Uh, I'm I'm glad we had this conversation. I was looking forward to talking with you guys uh, all weekend, and it yeah. it definitely helps me to to hear yeah. you guys' voices and, and perspectives. I do want to say, right? I spent this entire weekend. I, I watched Unicorn Riot till my eyes were dry. Mm -hmm. I rage scrolled through Twitter. I have probably seven thousand tweets and drafts that I should just throw away my phone. Uh, because I was so angry and a lot of people are angry and you should be angry and don't let anybody tell you how to feel. I do want to say this though, be careful with what you're ingesting during this time, because keep that little flame alive. But if mm -hmm. you fan it too much right now, it'll die out and you will burn out and you will not have the energy within you to keep this fight going. Mm -hmm. If you need to take a breath, please take a fucking breath. Nobody's asking you for your take on social media or anything else like that. I think you really need to just take this second to realize that there's a lot of shit we're up against, whether that's the, our, or the, the military police state and white supremacy, all these other <laughs> things. They're all on this. They're all on the same tree and it's, and we're living in the shade of it and we're trying to get into the sunlight and it's going to take energy to get into that sunlight though. So if you don't, don't burn yourself out. I understand it feels good to be like, I'm, but it feels good to be like, yes, I am responding to everything I'm seeing. Yes, this is making me angry. So I do know I'm, yes, if you've established that, great. But take a second because we, there is real, real work that has to be done. And we are really going to have to show up in real big ways. People, innocent people are being killed. Innocent people are being maimed for mm -hmm. nothing. Whether that's the people who are having interactions with the police or those are people who are standing in solidarity with those victims or independent journalists trying to uh, hold people accountable. We have to keep this energy up. So don't don't burn out now. Take a second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take a second. This You're is, not even in the blocks. The beginning. Yet. You're not even yeah. in the blocks. You haven't even stretched. Yeah. We just you just <laughs> found out that you made the team. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. <laughs> You have not trained for this. You just looked on the thing. Okay, did I? Yes, you're on the team. And guess what? We have track meets the rest of our damn lives. So get ready. But you need to also be, be aware that when you're on this team, it's not ending when we get the next new whatever. Oh, my. Can you believe Trump did? Mm -mm, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Because then all that shit you're talking means nothing. Everybody... Everybody has to commit to this. That's the only way you can feel good about this and not hang your head and say, everything is so fucked up. Why am I even trying? This is bullshit. Yeah. Because we need to take a second because we really do need to find a way for us to all come together to organize and actually properly do this 
to make change because I told you, if it's just a couple of us, we get picked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can all find a way to get on the same page, whatever it is. There is a there is going to be a way to do that, and you will impress yourself with your ability to do that. But that only happens if you have that shit going till the end of your days. So don't burn it out now. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.